Welcome back to the Solar Cavern. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Sav, and this is a podcast about philosophy and psychology. Today, I'm going to be talking about out-of-body experiences. Have you ever had one? It's pretty cool to think about. I think I've had one. I think I've had one if we're going by the definitions that I've seen in the book, The Ego Tunnel. I'm going to start by reading a couple of passages from The Ego Tunnel just to explain what an out-of-body experience is. But I don't just want to do it by one philosopher's point of view because that seems pretty skewed. So I'm going to add some additional sources and really define what out-of-body experiences are. Thank you for tuning in to the Solar Cavern. Let's begin. Out of the body and into the mind. Body image, out-of-body experiences, and the virtual self. Owning your body, its sensations, and its various parts is fundamental to the feeling of being someone. Being someone. Who am I? Who is operating my body? Who is this avatar? It's me, but how do I explain that? Your body image is surprisingly flexible. Expert skiers, for example, can extend their consciously experienced body image to the tips of their skis. Have you ever had to walk through the dark with your eyes closed? Or in the dark, tapping a head with a stick as a blind person does? If so, you've probably noticed that you suddenly start to feel a little tactile sensation at the end of the stick. All of these are examples of what philosophers call the sense of ownership which is a specific aspect of conscious experience. A form of automatic self-attribution that integrates a certain kind of conscious content to what is experienced as one's self. Think about the rubber hand illusion. It helps us understand the interplay among vision, touch, and proprioception. Don't worry, I don't really know that word either. The sense of body posture and balance originating in your vestibular system. Oh my gosh, this is so much. I'm reading from chapter three of the Ego Tunnel. I love it, but it's a lot and it gets really deep. So let me skip ahead a little bit and talk about what the rubber hand displays. You should look up more on the rubber hand illusion. I'm sure you can kind of understand. It's just a a multi-sensory integration based on statistical correlation of your brain. Basically, it makes you feel like this rubber hand is your own. Imagine your left hand on a table, but you're unable to see it. There's something blocking it. And your right hand is underneath the table. The scientists conducting the experience put a rubber hand in front of you that you can actually see. Basically, because of the illusion in the position of your arm on the table, it activates neurons in the premotor cortex that makes it feel like this rubber hand is your own. Goodness gracious, did I do an okay job at explaining that? Okay, I hope so, let's continue. Recently, psychometric studies have shown that the feeling of having a body is made up of various subcomponents. The most three important being ownership, agency, and location, which can be dissociated gut feelings or introspective body perception, 
and background emotions are another important cluster anchoring the conscious self. But it is becoming obvious that ownership is closest to the core of our target property of selfhood. Nevertheless, the experience of being an embodied self is a holistic construct characterized by part-whole relationships and stemming from many different sources. Now you're probably asking and wondering, Sam, why are you reading this? How does it relate to out-of-body experiences? The decisive step in human evolution might well have been making a larger part of the body model globally available, that is accessible to conscious experience. As soon as you can consciously experience a tool as integrated into your bodily self, you can also attend to this process, optimize it, form concepts about it, and control it in a more fine-grained manner, performing what today we call acts of will. Begin to see your body as a tool. The ability to experience bodily presence in a virtual environment, the ability to control artificial devices with one's brain. This mechanism is the self-model, an integrated representation of the organism as a whole in the brain. This representation is an ongoing process. It is flexible and can constantly be updated. Its content is the content of the ego. The rubber hand illusion made the person feel like this rubber hand was their own. Out-of-body experiences are usually highly realistic illusions of leaving one's physical body, usually in the form of an etheric double. Most out-of-body experiences occur spontaneously, during sleep or during surgery, or following severe accidents. So the classic way to characterize an out-of-body experience would be to think of a visual representation of one's body from an angle that is perceptually impossible, the third person perspective, plus a second representation of one's body, typically from hovering above. Now this is a more visual representation. Does that make sense? Let me tell you a story about a surgery I had done recently. It was on my tooth. I was put on nitrous oxide, better known as laughing gas, and it is a mild sedative that safely and effectively manages pain and anxiety during dental procedures. So the doctor comes in and she has to numb my mouth for the procedure and puts this gel-like paste on my gums in order to numb it. And then she goes ahead with the nitrous oxide. I realize that some people don't have a super active or loud inner monologue, but mine has become more apparent and more clear within my 22 years, especially during this procedure. So on the nitrous oxide, I had my eyes closed and I began to see stars and then more stars. It felt like I was surrounded by them. And I was having these conversations with myself and suddenly all of these memories began to surface from my unconscious and a specific core memory came about that had to do with the reason for my dental surgery. But it was from many, many, many years ago when I was a young child, like in early childhood. I just wonder how that memory came to surface. 
I was completely still, but I was still able to vividly picture this memory I had recalled and all of the feelings and emotions that went into it. Why did my mind surface such a specific memory in that moment? Subconsciousness is based on how the brain represents the body and the self is the subject of the conscious experience. What I experience is for somebody, it's for me. That experience was given to me in that dental chair, feeling that experience from more than 15 years ago in the memory. The child version of myself did not realize that my older self more than 15 years later would be sitting in a dental chair because of the actions that were about to take place. That was an experience I had. The experience of me sitting in that dental chair is hard to explain because it wasn't physical. It wasn't a present moment. It was the past clashing with the now. That's the way I was out of my body. The out of body experience involves attentional cognitive processes and somatic sensory activity. This theory involved a cognitive personality construct known as psychological absorption. Out-of-body experiences as examples of depersonalization and mental dissociation. Was I mentally dissociated in that dental chair? Was this nitrous oxide leading me to a different mental state? I believe so. I did not feel present in that chair. I didn't feel the periodontist and their assistants working on my mouth. I was just in a headspace. I was sitting peacefully in that headspace too. Psychophysiologists have written multiple explanations for out-of-body experiences and most can be found in lucid dreaming. Have you ever had a lucid dream where you can kind of control what you're doing? and you realize that you're in a dream and you have this separate avatar, a separate dimension from you sleeping in your bed, those are considered out-of-body experiences. The phenomenal self model is a distinct and coherent pattern of neuroactivity that allows you to integrate parts of the world into an inner image of yourself as a whole. When you have out-of-body experiences, how does the self model shift? When you are sleeping and have out-of-body experiences, such as lucid dreaming, how will the separate self that is experiencing that out-of-body reality respond and experience your acts of will? I remember being 15, sitting in my US history class when the teacher turned off the lights and told us to go to sleep. We were allowed to lay on the ground or stay in our desk and put our heads down. He put on music. It was more like a guided meditation. I laid down on the carpet of my high school. At that age, I never really meditated. I didn't really listen to guided meditations. I just existed, I guess. I had different focuses, just a different environment. So this was something really new for me. The recording basically had everyone visualize leaving your body, being able to fly over the city. It started with the whole, pay attention to your feet, now relax your feet. Pay attention to your knees, now relax your knees, and so on. Then after you were completely relaxed, the recording had you imagine you were flying and had you imagine you were doing all of these things. 
This was a history class. The history of philosophy has shown that technological metaphors have considerable limitations. This metaphor of an out-of-body experience as portrayed in my 10th grade US history class could be seen as a virtual world. One interesting quote to think about from the book, The Ego Tunnel is, nature's virtual reality is conscious experience, a real time world model that can be viewed as permanently running online simulation, allowing organisms to act and interact. Whether this is true, who knows? Do you want to believe it? You can. Do we live in a virtual simulation? What an interesting idea to ponder. How do out-of-body experiences relate and defer to, quote, real-world physical experiences? This podcast is meant to be thought-provoking. I want you to think outside of the box and really consider different perspectives. I want to teach you a little bit about philosophy and psychology in each one of these episodes. I'm so glad you like hearing my stories. I love making the podcast. I like doing all the research. Out-of-body experiences are super interesting, and there's a lot more to it than I've talked about today. I hope this episode got you thinking more about cognitive sciences and about how out-of-body experiences can affect you. I hope this got you more interested in out-of-body experiences, and I hope you learned something. Thank you so much for listening. I'm really excited for the future episodes. Lots of deeper, interesting theories to come. Thank you so much for listening and making me part of your day. Well, I think I've given you a lot of information to think about. So I hope you have a great rest of your day and I will see you next time on The Solar Cavern. Bye.